Hello friends and welcome to Brotherly Love Gaming, the show where two brothers talk through the past, present, and future of our lives in gaming. My name is Alex and joining me today is my brother Spence. What's up guys? So today we're going to cover a couple quick topics. It's been a little bit since we've done one of these. Uh, we want to talk about the Sega Genesis Mini, which is constantly adding some new games to it as of our recording this today. Uh, some 10 new games have been added. We also want to talk about Detective Pikachu, which we have both seen, and wrap up with some discussion on the Final Fantasy VII Remake, which also just got a brand new trailer and seems like it actually might finally really exist. But first, let's talk about what we've been playing this week. Spence, what have you been up to? I've uh, been playing a lot more of Pokemon Let's Go because mm-hmm. I kind of fell off of it for a while. And then um, since I was on vacation and, and all that and just been kind of driving everywhere, I've just been bringing my Switch, playing that a whole lot. Uh, I've been playing a lot of League of Legends again, um, unfortunately, but because that game just consumed my life for many years. Oh, really? but, uh, yeah, for like three years, it consumed my life, and now I'm starting to play it again, get hooked back in. Um, just when you're out, they pull you back in. Yeah, man, just when I thought I was clean. But then the only other game I'm playing is uh, a mobile game, Marvel Strike Force, because of seeing Endgame mm-hmm. when it came out. kind of reeled me into that, playing that game. So Something to hold you over until um, Ultimate Alliance comes out. Exactly. July, maybe July or August, sometime over the summer. It's July twenty first, I think. Right. Is the, is the release date? Yeah. So that's coming up. That's coming up. Um, I also have been playing a lot of Pokemon Let's Go. I got back into that as well. Well, what point are you at in that game? Um. So I skipped doing Silphco and um, Sabrina, mm-hmm. and I. So I went and did um koga and then instead of going back to saffron i went straight to cinnabar because i had already went to seafoam island to catch articuno right um and then in between cat in between koga and um well actually i got articuno before i even faced koga right um and then i went to go get zapdos and then i did koga and blaine so now i'm back in Silphco and it's like I'm super over leveled, so I'm just wiping the floor with everyone. Right. Um, and then once that's done, I'll be going to beat Giovanni in the gym. Cool. Yeah, sounds similar to what I did. I am now at the Elite Four um, in my game, but I also once I beat the Celadon gym, and I realized I could open up Saffron, I tried going there, and I forget if I. I had to go do the Pokemon Tower first. That's right. I went to Saffron, couldn't do anything. So then I went into the Pokemon Tower, did that, and then went back to Saffron, beat all of Selfco, and then went to the gym. And they said they wouldn't let me in unless I had a Pokemon that was level 45. And my highest Pokemon was like 41 at that point. So I was like, well, let me go do some other stuff. And then I went to Fuchsia for the first time at that point and got Surf and was like, well, now that I have Surf, I can just do whatever I want in this game. C skim. So, uh, yeah, C skim. So Surf is a TM in the game, I which know. I almost I almost gave it to my Lapras, but then I was like, I'm probably not even going to use Lapras because I have Blastoise. So yeah, I thought it was funny how like Surf is kind of the only HM that was ever actually like a good battle move too, because uh, it's like the one of the. What about Fly, man? I mean, if you use Flying types, but <laughs> they're less common. 
Uh, I also don't really like. I don't. I tend to not like moves that um, take more take than one more turn. Than and also, I don't know offhand what Fly's battle power is, but I know that Surf is basically like the same power as like Thunderbolt and Flamethrower and Ice Beam. Um, but anyway, once I got that, I just I also went down. My original plan was I wanted to catch a Jinx, which I ended up not keeping because it turns out I didn't really like Jinx. Um, so I caught a, I went and caught a Jinx and then accidentally found my way to Articuno, like without even trying. I just sort of accidentally went basically directly there, caught Articuno, went to Cinnabar, and then decided while I'm here, let me just see if I can beat this gym. So I beat the gym, and then I sent you this picture of how I had gone straight basically from Celadon to uh, Cinnabar was like my next two gyms. So there's just two gyms in the middle that were missing. Uh, yeah. And then I went back to Saffron after that, still was not strong enough. So then I had to um, beat the Fuchsia Gym and then finally go to Saffron and had somebody that was high level enough to to take on that gym. How did, wait, hold up. What? Why didn't you just put Articuno in your party to enter the gym? Because I didn't want to use the legendary even to fake it out. Um, well, you could have just put it in your party to enter and then thrown it out to a different no, no. put it in a different slot legendaries feel like cheating to me so <laughs> um so but the only thing about that that i was going to say was that um if you continue down the path of trying to do things in, in a, the wrong order uh what ended up happening to me was that i sort of barely squeaked by giovanni because i was really under leveled and then when i got to the elite four um i was incredibly under leveled and I got about halfway through the Bruno fight when I suddenly decided I was like, I'm going to burn through all of my healing items probably before I even get to Lance. So I'm just going to, I just quit out and have been, you know, grinding a little bit uh, to get up to a couple levels higher. Um, so have fun, but don't be like me, I guess, is the moral of that story. Um, the yeah. other game that I've been playing is Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac Age on the Switch which is a game I have now bought three times, Final Fantasy XII, because I had it on PS2. That was one of the games I lost when that that um, memory card was corrupted. And then I got the PS4 version at the end of last year, like literally a month maybe before they announced it was coming to Switch. Uh, I got that. And... Just, I played a little bit of it on the PS4, but then... When the Switch version was announced, they announced that you were going to be able to like switch jobs whenever you wanted to. I was like, well, this is the version of the game that I want, you know, because the original versions of the game stuck you with whatever job you chose from the beginning. And when I play job systems personally, I like to just move things around and experiment. So I've been playing that. I'm about seven hours into it right now, um, really enjoying it and enjoying trying out battle combinations without being stressed out about being stuck in that mode forever. Um, and I kind of, part of me wishes that I had just sucked it up and dealt with it as a kid, you know, cause I yeah. am enjoying it so much. Like this would have been a game that I know that I would have really loved at the time. Um, right. but you know, it's, it's, it's still good now. So if you're like me, you're on the fence about it, you can get the, the same version is actually on the Xbox as well. Um, uh, for anybody who does not have a switch, but is interested in that, especially with the job switching feature, because as far as I know, they are not putting that the PlayStation version of the game. But I also, I mainly play my Switch handheld these days, so it's also really great to be able to just sit on the couch 
and play Final Fantasy XII, you know? Like, I just got a really great cinematic cutscene, and part of me was like, man, I should really be watching this on my TV. But then another part of me was like, but it's very impressive that I can watch it on my couch. In my hand. In my yeah. hands instead. So that's pretty cool. Moving on real quick, we can talk about the Sega Genesis Mini, which I don't know if we've ever talked about on here before, but is a thing that's coming out, I believe this September, yep, September 19th. It's going to retail for 80 bucks in the US. We'll have 40 games on it. And they've been kind of like releasing the games on it in pieces. Yeah. Now I woke up this morning to this to this news and was like immediately impressed with the games that they just announced. They announced 10 games today, so now set up to 30. Um, including Mega Man The Wily Wars, which is a compilation of the original three Mega Man games. Um, the cool thing about that is that that game was never released in the US. If you want to get that game, you have to get the PAL Mega Drive version. And that's like gonna run you several hundred dollars <laughs> to be able to get. Um, so the fact that they're adding that on there, to me, I think is like amazing. You know, inst- in my opinion, like that alone kind of makes me want to be like, all right, I'm actually gonna get this thing now. Right. Um, and then they also are including Wonder Boy and Monster World, which is a game that I've wanted to pick up for a little while now, ever since I played its sequel, Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap. I played the remake of that um, last year. We've talked about it before. Yeah. Um, this game is the one right before that. I've heard good things about it as well. You know, and then you go down the list. Obviously, they have the Sonic games. I'm sure they're probably going to add Sonic Three at that uh, before this thing's all done. They have the two Mickey Mouse Illusion games, which are both excellent. And then for me again, Castlevania Bloodlines is huge because that again, that game itself would run you eighty bucks if you wanted to get an actual like official copy of it, you know, so. Yeah, so just some of the games that I've played besides the Sonic games, because I feel like everybody and their mom has played the Sonic games. Right. Um, Comic Zone, I'm really excited about. Street Fighter 2, I'm really excited about. Um, And Golden Axe, I like Golden Axe too. Mm -hmm. Um, I've heard a lot of things about Streets of Rage, like the series itself, so I'd be interested in playing playing the second one there too as well. Streets of Rage is an amazing two-player game you know and this thing will come with two controllers when it launches so that to me is another you know great thing about it because it's a really good game that you can pick up another person so that'll that'll do it for the genesis mini keep your eyes peeled for more Uh, let's switch over to the opposite of sega which is nintendo (laughs) and uh, i'll talk about detective pikachu the long-awaited um, like live action Pokemon movie, which yeah, I was gonna say live action. Even though I've seen it, is still like weird to think even exists. <laughs> you know? Yeah, for right. sure. So your your thoughts on it? Let's start. Oh, dude, it was great. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, obviously, I don't want to go too into detail for spoiler purposes, but I was super impressed. Mm-hmm. Like. At the beginning, I was kind of like, wow, this guy's, like, not that great of an actor. The, um, what's his name? The lead role. The main guy, right? Yeah. Same as the character. I was like, yeah, I was like, all right, you're, you're, like, all right, as far as, like, acting. And then, like, it slowly develops, like, mm-hmm. into, I don't know if it was just because, like, as they were shooting, he got better. 
or if that was meant to be how it was. Right. Um, but like as the movie got on, it just kept getting better and better and better. And I was like, wow. And then there is kind of that crazy. I mean, I don't want to say anything, but crazy plot twist towards the end, which mm-hmm. is super cool. And then the even bigger plot twist at the very end, which is also really cool, which I saw coming, by the way. Um, totally called that. Right. Like like halfway through the movie when they were talking about it, I was like, I, I leaned over to Morgan, my girlfriend, and I was like, et cetera, which I can't say because of spoilers. Right. I was also impressed and like really surprised, you know, by just how good it was, you know, because even though we had seen the designs and the trailer looked convincing and you think Ryan Reynolds looks like he's going to do a good job in this role because the clips that we saw were great. There's always a thing in the back of your head like, will they stick the landing on this thing? Is it really going to work out? Yeah. So I think my main takeaway was just like, wow, they really managed to pull that off. You know, um, it's, I think, it's kind of interesting because they, they do a lot of stuff in there that but bridges the audience, I guess, between, you know, current kids and people our age who grew up with Pokemon from the very beginning. So, and I think like the plot of the movie kind of, you know, leans into that in the sense that it doesn't really do anything sort of like big and adult, you know, Um, but it also... I think it caters to both audiences. Yeah. Like it's it's light enough and easy enough for like kids to follow. Like I took my seven-year-old and he he really enjoyed it had a couple of questions about some stuff that we won't you know get into um because again because of sports i could already i could probably already um, guess what but, but like he was able to you know enjoy the movie um one other thing that i'll say about it like again in terms of like the spoilers and that thing um if so this is based on the detective pikachu game but if you've played the game uh, there are actually some major differences in how like the second half of the plot happens. So if you have played the game and you're like, oh, I don't want to see that movie because maybe you didn't like the game or you're like, wow, you know, I already know the story. I don't want to bother with it. Uh, it is different enough. I think it's in really great ways, we'll say, um, that definitely makes it worth watching, even if you played the game. Um, so yeah, so with that out of the way, I think they did a, they did an excellent job um, definitely recommend it to any current Pokemon fans, even if you have been away from Pokemon for a while. They most of the sort of fan servicey stuff, what we we're talking about before, like them trying to bridge the audiences. I think all the all the Pokemon they get really big moments or Pokemon from like the original generation. You know, they have Pokemon all With the way. With the up. exception of a few. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple, you know, like the stuff in the trailer, like people will know, like like Greninja. Like Greninja, and, yeah, like know? he was. They had a huge part, um, but everything else, everything Greninja's, else. Was Greninja's in Smash, so you know, people know Greninja. Exactly. Um, but other than that, you know, most of the Pikachu, you know, is in it. Everyone knows Psyduck is in it. Um, but they just like the designs, even you know, I think just excellent. excellent Charizard design, looked freaking dope. You know. Which I was like, well, I'll, I'll admit, when I first saw, when I first saw that Charizard design, I was like, hmm, do we really, do we like this? It looks a little bit too scaly and weird. Um, but again, it, like in context, when you see it, like it fits with the world, and it's consistent with all the other kinds of designs, you know, that you're just like, all right, this this works, you know. And even like yeah, for sure. 
because again, we're talking about Psyduck, like Psyduck is one of my maybe top three favorite Pokemon. And when I first saw the trailer and he looks, I almost wanted to say he looks like dirty almost, like his fur isn't like the bright orange yellow color that you get in the games. It's because it's realistic sort of duck feathers. Uh, the first time I saw him, I was like, mm, is this, what they do to my boy Psyduck? Right. But in the, but in the movie itself, like they treat that character so well. He's got oh, yeah, so many good sure. moments. Um, his design, when you see him moving around and interacting with everybody, like again, it just works, you know, that's, and I, that's more than I could ask for, you know. For sure. I'm excited I, to see them was... try something else like this now. Well, they confirmed a Detective Pikachu too, apparently. Did they? I think so. I read that somewhere that there's more to be expected for the yeah. second one. Yeah, I mean, they got to do something, you know. Like I think that. They, I mean, I don't, I don't know how, but they end the movie like it well enough that I don't necessarily need them to continue following this particular thread. You know, it's not like a cliffhanger or anything. It is a complete movie, you know. But the world they've established, I think, is rich enough that they can definitely revisit that. You know, you wouldn't even have to go to other Pokemon regions. You could just do another Rhyme City movie. And there's still, yeah. I think, stuff that you can do there that would work and be interesting enough for a sequel. For sure. That's my take. Any any closing thoughts on? The no, it was just excellent. Definitely go see it. <laughs> okay, so now we can talk about something that, to be honest, I kind of thought you were never going to see. Might be, might still not, um, but we got a new trailer for the Final Fantasy VII remake. And for the first time, I can say this actually looks like there is a game here. True, very true. What do you What are you thinking? I've been excited since they announced it. Mm -hmm. um, it seems very enticing. It looks very good. Um, the only thing, like, it, this has nothing really to do with the trailer itself, but I'm just, we we had talked about this. We weren't sure how they were going to be releasing it, if they were mm -hmm. going to be doing it in episodes or not. I really hope they don't, but, you know, because if they do, I'm just going to wait until all of them are out because it's going to come out in a bundle at the end. Right. I guarantee it. Probably. Um, so I'm just going to wait for that if that's the case, but the trailer looks super good. Right. Uh, I've, I'm just excited. I don't know. There's a lot of excitement when it comes to, you know, seeing Sephiroth and Cloud again. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, in terms of, like, the release for it, it's sort of one of those things where we don't 100% know what the game plan is. And their, like, tweet announcement for it, they said that they have, like, plans in place leading up to launch, which a lot of people, me at first included, interpret that to mean that okay that means that like a launch is impending so you know if they're doing it in episodes i don't think it's totally outside the realm of possibility that we can see episode one now by the end of this year but again we don't know how they're even breaking it up you know because there was there was a point in time where they said that you know the episodes aren't going to be like you think of like an episodic game where it's like a five-hour game and you're done you know they said it was going to be like two or three or four or whatever number it's like full length 20 plus hour games you know and that they were going to be expanding the story the scope of the story even as they were adapting it so it's really hard to say you know i 
I would want to say that I would wait, but I know I just know myself and I would not, I'm not going to be able to wait because I'm going to want to just see even what that first part looks like. Yeah. Um, you know, based on this, we know like they're going all in, first of all, on like just the visual style of it, you know, like graphically, this just, it looks just incredible, you know, like, oh yeah, it's, it's unreal to think about <laughs> how they've got to this point with these characters, with these designs, you know, for sure. Um, like I, I comparing love the two side by side, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, they've also changed the battle system, which I have mixed feelings about, um, you know, because, again, we don't really know the full extent of it right now. It looks like they're kind of going for something in between, like, what Crisis Core was and what Kingdom Hearts is. So, but also you should be able to switch characters because they show at least Cloud having a moment and at least Baird having a moment, you know, where they fight. Uh, everybody has their own health bar. You know, so, well, I get, we're just going to have to wait for more information on that. Supposedly, they're supposed to have more information sometime in June. Maybe that's E3. Square Enix has, like, a huge presentation scheduled for E3. Uh, it would just make sense for them to devote half of it to this and just give everybody, you know. Half of it this, half of the other half Crystal Chronicles, please. Because we haven't heard anything about it since they freaking told us about it. No, I'm giving up on that one. It'll happen. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not spending time thinking about it anymore. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, just it would just be crazy if they, you know, actually announced a release date and a, even like a release strategy, just like confirming for me what it's going to look like. How many games is it going to look like? What are the costs going to be? You know? Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to be really crucial to it. Is your like main experience with this game the time that I played it back in the day? Okay. Yes. So, what are your, what yes. are your memories of Final Fantasy VII? That it was epic. <laughs> like I don't know it was it was one of the very few turn-based games that I could watch you play right because like I didn't enjoy typically watching you play turn-based games because I would get bored mm -hmm. except with that game and mm -hmm. like even like even compared to Final Fantasy X like the only time I wanted to watch you play that was when you were playing Blitzball mm -hmm. so like there was something about 7 that just like really clicked with me that made me like want to watch because it was so interesting right um and now so that completely off topic now well not really completely but now that the fact that like we have cloud and smash we have all these final fantasy characters in kingdom hearts um like it's definitely more like i want this mm -hmm. i want it now right yeah, that's an interesting point because, like, I got into I played Final Fantasy VII after playing Kingdom Hearts, and after like meeting Cloud in that game and being like, "Yes, that guy," and I went back to that game. I didn't have a PS One, so I went back to the to Final Fantasy VII, expecting like the graphical quality of Kingdom Hearts Two or Kingdom Hearts One, excuse me, um, PlayStation Two graphics, and not getting that obviously not getting that you know so now like seeing this game this trailer it's like this is what 10 year old alex thought final fantasy 7 was going to look like you know but better so yeah it's just crazy to think that that they've actually like got to this point and you know that they're actually going to do the thing 
you know? Do the thing. Um, Do something. The thing that you mentioned, though, about, you know, Cloud is in Smash, the characters are familiar from Kingdom Hearts. It's like, and then the fact, again, that you, like, watched me play the game, so you never really played the game yourself. Like, we live in a, in a time now where, even though Final Fantasy VII is always being re-released on every platform, you know, you can pick up the original version on Switch right now if you wanted to. It's been on PlayStation, it's been on Steam. You have, not to bash on your age group, but you have a whole like, you know, generation of gamers basically that didn't play this game when it came out for sure and maybe have never played the game at all. You know, maybe never even had an older sibling to watch play the game. Exactly. You know, so now it's for people my age and older, it's like this big sort of cultural touchstone of, of gaming, you know, first time a lot of people in the u.s played a jrpg of this size um the first time a lot of people experienced this kind of story in a game you know uh right and um in waypoint this last week they raised an interesting question about uh maybe i can link the article for people about like whether or not we need to not talk about spoilers for final fantasy 7 again you know 20 years after the game first came out I think it's kind of an interesting, maybe potentially valid point, you know? Like, yeah. there's there's people that have never experienced some of those really big moments. Like, there's the one big big moment in the middle. There's the ending that is up to interpretation to a lot of people, you know? Um, and now we're at a point where, yeah, I played the game, the original game. I'm going to get this remake because of the fact that I want this new thing, but you're going to have a ton of people that or maybe picking this up and it's their first Final Fantasy game ever, you know, and experiencing that for the first time. For sure. So to me, it's going to be interesting to see not only what the quality of the game is, but like what kind of impact does it have, you know, because it was really one of a kind thing when it came out, had a one of a kind impact, you know, it's kind of hard to imagine in in the current climate, even if this game is 100%, you know, the best possible version of this remake we could have imagined, you know, um, I, I just wonder, is it going to hit the same sort of cultural peak that it did 20 years ago, you know? Yeah, I agree. You know, who knows, but it looks dope. <laughs> I just keep that's, at, for, that's for sure. I just, keep, I just keep looking at this shot of Cloud at the end of the trailer where it's just like a close-up of his face and there's the fire all around him. And it's just like, what the, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Looks amazing. I can't wait. I said to you before we started recording, and I just listened to it again, and I'm just I want to find this out. I couldn't, I couldn't find this online anywhere. But to me, it sounds like Sephiroth's voice actor is different. And um, I like Googled it and couldn't find any information, but it sounds like um, Ray Chase, the voice of Noctis from Final Fantasy 15. Um, I don't know if they changed Sephiroth's voice. It'd be even weirder if they changed it to him. Because then it's just going to sound like Noctis is evil for an entire game. Um, but Ray yeah. Chase is an amazing voice actor, so also I'd be totally down for that. You know, so I don't know. I'm just going to have to, I guess, look out for that. If anybody knows for sure, if they've confirmed it anywhere, I just couldn't find it. Um, the one article that I did find that even mentioned talking about it, they they said that it sounded like it wasn't him as well. So cool. Closing thoughts on Final Fantasy VII. It's gonna be awesome. Give it to me. It's, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna. There's. There's literally nothing else you can say other than the fact that it's gonna be awesome. Like, 
like you said, it was a huge, you know, cultural, like, standpoint for a lot of gaming. Especially right. in the U.S. because of the fact that it's, like, the first big JRPG that a lot of people played over here. Right. So, I'm just, I'm just super excited to see it, like, full HD, you know, like, max graphics. It's going to be really cool. Like, I'm, I'm interested to see, like, what some of those fight scenes are going to look like, you know. Right. And, like, what are those, some, some of those interactions are going to feel like. Yeah. Yeah, let's cool. make it happen, Square. Okay. Um, let's wrap this up now. And then hopefully have some more news in the future about these things. Yeah. Um, for everybody that's been hanging out with us, thanks for watching and or listening. If you're on YouTube, uh, please like this video. Drop some comments below. We definitely want to hear your thoughts on everything we talked about. You know, whether you're going to pick up the Genesis Mini. Um, if you've seen Detective Pikachu, if you don't care about Detective Pikachu, please care about Psyduck at least. Um, <laughs> what your feelings are on Final Fantasy VII Remake coming soon to a PS4 near you. Um, I'm, I'm amazed that they're also squeaking this one out before the PS5. You know, I didn't think that was going to happen. Um, but anyway, so yeah, drop some comments below. We want to hear what, you, what you're all up to. Um, if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us a review. Well, we've got some ratings, but I haven't seen anybody leave us like an actual worded review yet. I'd like to hear some feedback comments. So yes. give me some words, even if it's just like, this is cool, thumbs up emoji. Um, I don't know if you can leave emojis in, in iTunes reviews. Probably not. I think you can. <laughs> uh, other than that, we're going to do some streaming in the future somehow of something. So follow us also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash reallylovegg1. Also hit us up on Twitter at reallylovegg1 as well. And I think that's it. Have I plugged everything we need to plug? Yeah, and hopefully we won't have any more long breaks. Uh, we probably should have dropped this at the beginning, but we were, me and Alex took like alternating vacations mm -hmm. so like we were not home for like two weeks right so it's been a weird that's why there's been a little, been a little, a little bit of a delay too yeah a child was born in the middle of there um. yeah <laughs> shout out shout out to the oldest yes um but yeah i mean we're, we're working on a schedule so we'll have some things uh to come in the future um until then my name again was alex and i'm spence and we'll see you all next time peace out